Hi guys. Well, hello guys. Just saw this post, you guys. If you're in Colorado, this looks a little barren to me. Looks like uh, it looks a little in the uh, in the middle of nowhere. Um, but this is uh, five acres for thirty-five hundred dollars. Oh, the obvious. Oh, that's too bad. It doesn't even show the. Uh, my bad. Never mind. There's no contact there. My bad. Sounds like you got the Ronas. Yeah, I probably do. You know. Um, just got off. I just got to do a uh, a cool radio show. I think it's on iHeart Radio in Nebraska. It's a short little 10, 15 minute bit. Um, that was fun. Got to make fun of people. I did a little bit of Ben Shapiro, which I wanted to do. So that was fun. Colorado checking in. Your Bill and Melinda impression is hilarious. Thank you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's exactly how it goes in that household. I want to buy land to contribute him, Bob. Me too. Looking for land. Oh, hey, look at this. I don't know if you could see this. This is uh, page 56 um, for nine-year-olds. Teaching them and showing them graphic images of how to have sex. Don't put your kids in public schools. Let Stop arguing what to do to get the public schools open again. Let them collapse and fall to their deaths. They're, they're disgusting. They're completely subverted and co-opted, okay? Okay. Okay? Okay. What else is going on? I got a shorter stream today because I did that, that uh, little radio bit. Uh, but I'm here for you because my car is cool. You know what I mean? My car. I actually made fun of Ben Shapiro on the radio. I'm, I'm very excited about that. I even did a bowl and branch. I actually plugged his, his sheets on the radio as him. Ball and branch. Balls and branch. Oklahoma. What book is that? What book is what? What book? Oh, I don't know. Oh, it's just some... It's some... You know, I saw this... At, uh, my wife sent me another video. I saw you... That, you know that troll shit where the, there's a weird troll and you tick it, tickle its privates and it's like... <laughs> you know, you know, it's like... I bet Bill Nye helped design that. Uh, but there was another troll. I think it was the same company. And you put the trolls in cold water, like ice water. And all of these like demon, demonic signs and tramp stamps and uh, just very edgy forward tattoos and things show up on the body. Um, it's just, they're just taken over. And the thing is, it's like, you know, the whole like in plain sight, no, they're not even hiding it. All this stuff is nonsense. It's just, this is what happens when you depart from a sense of morality, like a standard. And, uh, you know, you just keep creeping along. And then people were like, you know, like, I actually, re I don't even think the slippery slope fallacy is accurate. I think, I mean, I think 
I think slippery slope is valid. Maybe there's places where it's not valid. I'll look into that fallacy, but clearly it's valid. Pedos, yeah, they're just playing with stuff. They're just, they're just toying around. Should children learn music theory? Yeah. Yeah, they should learn music. We talk about, me and my wife were talking about, you know, like, my kids are athletic. The oldest is very athletic, climbing. She's in ninja class and whatnot. But we want them to learn other languages and, like, piano, not because um, it's, it's pragmatic or, like, useful, but, well, it's kind of useful. I mean, in the sense that, it's not because I think they're gonna need to learn the language and, and speak it. It's because I think at a young age, learning things like the piano and um, other languages develops a different part of their brain that a low class retard like myself didn't really expand on, you know? I'm happy with what I got, but I would have loved to learn that. I think even learning the piano and ha knowing music uh, adds culturally uh, value to your your existence, your family, your community, because you can just jump on a piano, you jump on a guitar or piano and play a song, and uh, music at its core um, unifies people, gathers people, um, and I think it's health, uh, healthy. I think it's toward the good. So um, yeah, I would I would tell them I would teach them music theory. What's my thoughts on Matt Dillahoney? Oh, he's just a... He's pretty arrogant. I mean, when he's confronted with stuff, he's just... He seems bored with his own views. Like, he hasn't figured out a way to challenge and expand. He's just like, well, this is where I'm stuck. I can't justify the laws of logic. You know, I can't justify the laws of logic, and, and but neither can you. And so I'm... You know, so what, where's there else to go? You, you, I presuppose logic, and 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 uh, you presuppose God. You just taken another step further. It doesn't doesn't mean it's true. It just it just means that um, that that we're both presupposing something. So I mean, if there if there's no nowhere else to go, I, I'm not I'm not I don't think there's anything else really to say here. Um, so you know. It's, uh, yeah, he just gets stumped there and, and then, then it's over, so it doesn't really matter, you know. He just, he can't, forget the laws of logic, he can't, he can't justify why something's wrong. So he has to sit with the reality of his worldview states that nothing's wrong, you know. He can't be outraged by a doll, you know, sexualizing a doll or sexualizing children at a young age or whatever, pedophilia, or Oprah soup, or whatever the hell it is. He can't make an argument against it. And it's like, why are these things important? Because they drive our culture and reality uh, um, so far as what is acceptable in, in, our, in our lives. What's acceptable, you know? Who gets to say? Chris Hansen. I think, I think, uh, I think that show is a big psyop to hide all of the uh, the sins and skeletons of Chris Hansen. It's a huge uh, reversal. Like he's actually he's actually the one. 
do I follow any apologetics? Yeah, I follow uh, Jay. I, t I get on his show once in a while, chat with him. Um, the Norwegian Noose, I like that guy. Um, and then I get into the classic. I started with the classical foundationalism, like the uh, William Lane Craig's. But in the end, you're just appealing to the natural world, historicity of the Bible, um, physics, things, you know, in the world, worldliness. And so the, I don't think that's the best argumentation. However, he did obliterate Sam Harris big time. So it's, I like to watch some of those things. It's uh, helpful. It's helpful in communicating. It's not like you don't use it just to go out and debate people. Debates, I found that even debating on, on my stream here, it's like it's not fun for people. It's like it's boring. It's contentious. It's like a little stressful. It's not funny. Um, so, but it's useful to know how to argue your worldview. So that's... I would say that's one reason why watching some some forms of, of debate or lectures are uh, important because you start to get the format of where to take your arguments, which is cool. Atheist fans are so delusional when they thought Sam Harris won that. Yeah, I saw some of the comments. I'm like, what? No, clearly he got obliterated. I mean, the guy did what he said as a knock. I believe I have a knockdown argument. Um, I believe uh, it's it's rare, but I believe I have a knockdown argument against you. And he did. It's very simple. I actually use the same argument um, against people who make the claim. For instance, in that debate specifically, Sam Harris equated good with the well-being. So. Um, William Lane Craig took it to the formal logic route, which was the best way to go. Um, you know, Harris uses rhetoric and he tries to use rhetoric and some of it's good, but not much. Uh, but uh, he claimed, you know, the, the maximizing well-being for, for creatures is good. He equated A to B and then William Lane Craig said, okay, if maximizing well-being, uh, maximizing creatures well-being is good, then the question, why is maximizing creatures well-being good, would also make sense if you said, why is maximizing creatures well-being, maximizing creatures well-being? And that makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. Because a thing, a descriptor can't be the basis of morality. A descriptor can't do it. The only possible basis of formality has to transcend man and also be a being. Who is the basis of morality? Because morality tends to the nature, the behavior, thoughts, and actions of man. So the basis can't be a chart. It has to be a being. It has to be an omniscient, uh, transcendental source or there's no morality. So I do, uh, I do acknowledge and credit Sam Harris for eventually coming around to uh, admitting that he believes that there must be the good, there must be evil. Otherwise he can't make any of the arguments he's making, you know? And a lot of them are really still stupid. You know, no free will is the dumbest argument I've ever heard.
because he's still signing those books. Can you recommend a book that will get me closer to your mindset? Yeah, I mean, uh, I always recommend any the entire C.S. Lewis signature series, maybe starting with Mere Christianity, which again, for you, the, those of you who are kind of agnostic or just don't like Bible thumping, it really is philosophical and logical uh, based writing. So is Nihilism by Sephirim Rose, a great uh, philosophical book. And, uh, you know, my mindset is from a spiritual uh, paradigm, not a um, material. So everything I explore and talk about and a lot of my memes, they're always teetering on what is the truth philosophically and how does it uh, coincide, correlate, or contrast with the, uh, whatever the alleged material truth is or, you know. I like to mash those things up because, um, you know, inevitably we're all making metaphysical uh, assumptions all the time, constantly, just constantly. Even even the strict materialist starts from metaphysics being true. That's what's so ironic about materialists is that they are making sentences using logic. They they trust math and meaning and. Uh, all of these immaterial concepts need to be true to even start arguing material truth, to even like make any sort of larger uh, claims about reality. Like reality itself, a concept we, we acknowledge exists, is the description, the concept is, is immaterial. The moment we start describing it, we're appealing to metaphysics. And uh, I don't think materials like that. They're like, well, that's a silly way to look at it. It's like, no, that's just the, the reality, dude. How's the Black Books Law book going? Um, yeah, I'm just still looking at it. Look at it at night and in the morning sometime. Um, again, it's a lot to look in and digest. And um, I have to go in not with some expectation of like relaying some sort of truth or trying to web together some new theories. I just have to look at it from a curious standpoint, just really um, investigative, like not trying to find anything. Because that could be a trap, because my creative brain will start making webs of, of storylines and shit, and I'll just start making shit up. Jordan, why aren't you wearing your mask alone in your car? Well, I mean, that's a very deep question. You know, it's like, in, in a way, we're figuratively always wearing a mask, you know? It's like, am I, am I hiding something, you know? And it's like, it's like, you know, when are you not hiding something, you know, is a better question, you know? It's like... You know, and how would I know I'm hiding? Perhaps I'm hiding something from myself. If, if I'm unaware, if I'm hiding something from myself, then how am I supposed to know I'm hiding it from you? You know, the, these things aren't simple, you know? It's like, you know, you come here and you pay $375 to hear me speak and you think like, you, you know, I owe you some sort of simplistic answer, you know, to your, your questions. And it's like, that's not how it is, bucko. It's like, 
you know, the world in, in, in reality isn't that simple, you know, it's not that bloody simple. You know, and I'm sick and tired of people just assuming that I'll have some, you know, specific answer that's, you know, co coherent and sharp, you know, it's like, okay, I get it. They take good pictures of me, you know, and I'm, I'm always in a pose and there's red all around me and there's velvet and there's a lot of le leather, you know, and I'm, I'm always in some place with my, with my legs crossed and it's like, I get it. That shit works on you. That's why I call you my prawns. That's why I'm the lobster. You're my prawns. And it's like, you'll never get, you'll never touch this, yo. It's like, sometimes I just want to reinvent myself, you know? Like, I, I totally understand Madonna, you know, in a way that I never thought I would. It's like a part of me wants to just disconnect from all of this. And that's partially why I started snorting meth. And I know you're not supposed to snort meth, but I'm not orthodox. So leave me the hell alone, you know? I'll do it my way. You know, I'm sick and tired of these, you know, my my wranglers and the, everybody around me nipping at me and telling me where to go like I'm some sort of RC car. It's like, no, buddy. It's like, I'm, I'm reclaiming the remote control, bitches. You know, and everybody thinks I live some sort of like perfectly moral life just because I talk about these issues, you know, and it's like, no, it's actually not the case, you know. I mean, there are evenings when I finish at some sort of speaking engagement and, you know, a part of me, you know, wants to relax, but another part of me wants to just go back to the hotel room and order three women and st stack those bitches, you know, knock them down like a Jenga pile. It's like, I want shit to get let sometimes. Is there a founder that most fascinates you? Not really. I think they're all a bunch of gay dudes and they didn't have to dress that way or wear wigs and it was all their choice. And they could have just written with like something else, but they they put feather pens together on purpose. And I think they all like looked at each, like, I think it was basically like a brunch in West Hollywood. And like, they were like, like who should we get to write these documents? You know? I was like, Benjamin has like a fat, he has like this rainbow unicorn pen. It's like, Benjamin, Let's see how bubbly and swirly you can write. Let's like totally invert God's law, like on a really fancy piece of like fiber paper, you know, the kind of paper that you buy in those like really expensive journals, you know, at like Urban Outfitters. Like that and have it ripped on the edges and maybe we'll burn some of the edges and then we'll write really swirly and, and the words will get smaller and smaller as we get to the end. And then we'll just kind of like, you know, we'll throw in the creator here and there, but, but we, We'll use the feather pen and we'll just be like, you know, like, you know, government gives you, you know, you know, man gives you your rights, you know, let's, let's like say, let's call it rights. Let's call it, let's, let's take the gift of life and we'll change it to the right to life. Let's just do that little inversion. Benjamin, get your favorite pen. Get over here, bitch. Put your fucking wig on. 
My pants are so hiked up. I love these socks. Look at these socks. Look at these socks. Benjamin! Benjamin writes like the swirliest, you know. We had a write-off the other day, and he was just like, Fuck you, bitch, I'm already done. And I looked at his swirls, and I was like, Holy shit, he's basically like hypnotizing me with his own writing. I don't like any of the founders. I'm skeptical about anyone who is up there in history at all. It doesn't matter what they did or what their side they are on or what they're proponents of. I just think it's just all like comic book writing. Dude, your wig looks fucking unbelievable right now. This lighting, the wig and the feather. Oh my god, hold still. Hold still. I'm going to I'm going to call the artist and draw you really quick. Can you just hold still? Stick your bot out a little bit. Benny Frankie. Oh my god, I got so fucking Franklin last night. Let's get totally fucking Franklin and write a big page that, you know, totally, you know, co-ops all of a human dignity and just puts it into like a little piece of paper. Let's do that. Let's fucking do it. Yeah, it's like they all had... I bet all their shoes were tap dance shoes, too. Like, they couldn't get any of that because there was no footage. Like, you couldn't get sound and audio and uh, visual. But they just, like, tap danced around and skipped around. You know, they were all, like... Have you, have you ever seen uh, Amadeus? It's like they were all Amadeus, you know, in that the original movie. And the guy's like, <laughs> They were just all, you know, feathering around and f flailing about. It would be funny if they all had high voices and nobody really knew. They were all like, oh, no, let's write this shit. We're all Minnie Mouse. Singing Dallas. Oh. Why don't I shave my ugly beard? Why are, Why is another man so obsessed with someone else's beard? Fucking hammer. Why don't you fucking concentrate on your own life, dude? Instead of obsessing over someone else's beard. You have a fucking wig and a feather pen? Why don't you go write a constitution? Fucker. Thoughts on Eric Weinstein? Ah, uh, he's just another inverter materialist. You know. At least he admitted at some point, like, he, he admits that, uh, similar to Peterson, that there's a truth, like, something that he doesn't believe to be f literally true, like religion, can be, arguably, be the best heuristic or format or interface for reality. So he's pondered that, but that's arguing from pragmatism and the utility of something as a heuristic, the same way, you know, Jordan Peterson, he's like, well... God, you know, it's like, 
I see God as like sort of like you you know you're gonna play a video game you know like Mortal Kombat you know instead of like Johnny Cage you know you know instead of fighting it's the the, the Mortal Kombat is life itself and you know it's appropriately called Mortal Kombat and instead of like Johnny Cage and that little Ching Chong guy who does the air kicks you know there's different gods you know that's how I see it they're just avatar archetypes you know and and it's like Jesus Christ is probably the best one he's the most you know coherent one the, the one that makes the most sense in all aspects of reality you know and and the storyline itself and um, his story can embody you know the best of us uh, you know a standard of how to be but um, you know and, and and it makes sense to take on that role and to click him and click I pick him you know you know it's like JP can be more like JC and you know and that's why you know that's why theology in general is a useful thing you know if you if you want to you know in so far as how you apply it to your goals in life so I think uh, Weinstein shares a similar yet more abstract view of that from what I've heard him speak about um, but other than that he's just a he's just masturbating himself you know You know, he just wants to hear, you know, like him on Joe Rogan. He's just ongoing with his new theory of everything and he never quite gets to it, never says what it is. It can't be picked apart because he never articulates it strict enough where it could be tested. Like, it's just rambling, you know. It's just rambling. Are you wearing your special boy fan vans? No, I'm going to put them in a sort of like a protective box thing and uh, put them on a shelf somewhere because I, I really enjoy the effort and uh, put into those, but they're white, so they would just be obliterated real, real quick. Why do atheists say it's wrong to believe in God if they don't believe in ultimate meaning? Yeah, I don't know. That's where you get them. I mean, it's pretty easy to... Once they start making metaphysical, moral, philosophical truth claims, it's pretty easy to just put them in their spot, you know? You know, they, ha they have to eventually appeal to epistemic nihilism that nothing can be known or true, which is, of course, self-refuting. Well, it's not. It's not self-refuting. You think you could you just use a term like that and say self-refuting and it means anything to me? It's absolutely immoral to better teach children about the fires and brimstone and whatnot and put fear into them. But it's perfectly fine to make a, a gorgeous little soup out of them. There's nothing if, if if it feeds if it if if if, if, if a four-year-old feeds a feast of fifteen, um, what could you say of wrong with it? It is feeding life. There's nothing wrong or creepy about me having basically like, you know, a calendar of children. Yes. 
There's nothing wrong with me, you know, sitting, you know, sitting on the ground in the target section, the kids' target section, and smelling the clothes. There's nothing immoral about it. It's a free country. There's a reason it's called Target Kids, don't you know? Yeah, that's why they, that's why they call it Target. They target children. They're telling me what to do, and I'm listening. It's prescriptive. It's prescriptive consumerism, you see? I mean, you, you put the, you put the act activity into the actual name. I study human behavior. Can't wait to go on Joe Rogan again. But my next book is out. Surprise, surprise, it's a book about um, atheism, and a, and, and a book about how stupid godly people are, and how so, 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 so silly they are, you know, you know, see, they are, they are absolutely silly, you know, to be looking up to the sky and wondering if some, 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 some spaghetti man with a beard is looking down, you know, you care for you, that's absolutely absurd, you know, Kamala Harris is supposed to join Aerosmith. Yeah, we're gonna we're not gonna be able to tell the difference between Steven Tyler and uh, Kamala Harris. Dawkins makes Gandhi look like a child pornographer. Well, I was having as a Gandhi had his own little things going on. Yeah, come down with me. Oh, would you like my? Would you like me to take your kid on an elevator ride? Hmm. It's only twenty floors down at the Getty. Nothing, nothing immoral about it. I mean, you can't, you can't actually say that uh, something's wrong, wrong with it, you know. Yeah, pretty little, oh, pretty little kids, pretty little children. Dirty little Dawkins, they call me at the parties, you know. They they know who I am, whether my mask is on or not, you know. And that's it, you know. That, that ritual is useless where, when I arrive. Because when I arrive at the Getty and the party's going, and the, the piano man is facing the wall, he can't see what's going on. You know? I just, they, they see me and they know it's me because I am floating. I am floating toward the, the altar. I am floating with the. I have the. I have the sharp knives now. Now that now that Christopher Hitchens is gone, I can relic in the throne of meaninglessness, the golden throne of nothing and pitiless despair. You know, I will take all the autographs. Oh, that little that little black science man has no nothing on me. <laughs> He's got nothing. He's got yes. He's got a little smear mustache, and that's about it. He's got don't even. Yeah, Thoughts on the James Younger event? I don't know who that is. Sounds like a really pretentious acoustic uh, singer who sings like Jack Johnson or something. Is that is that a is that it? Um. <clears throat> <clears throat> 
Anyway, I gotta go. Uh, I'm gonna take a break tonight. Rest up. I'm feeling a little karunky. So, you know, I might go home, make some tea, and, uh, you know, maybe shove an, a six-inch Q-tip in the back of my nose, touch my brain, send it to someone I don't know. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. There's nothing with it. Daddy, 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 